0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Why Fashion Matters. I'm Mia and today we are going to be talking about the Brandy Melville dilemma, meaning the challenges that young girls face when uh, presented with brands that specifically market a certain body type and the challenges that those create. Um, today, I have a very special guest, Kylie McNulty, who's here, one of my best friends. Um, so, Kylie has a lot to say on this subject, uh, as both of us have been preteen girls yeah. and are now teenage <laughs> girls. Um, so, we're going to be just chatting about kind of how uh, the marketing tactics of brands that are specifically marketed to teenage girls kind of. Um, can create a lot of challenges in terms of self-confidence and body image and stuff like that. Um, so we're going to start off with kind of Kylie's experience in terms of Brandy Melville. It doesn't have to all be centered around Brandy Melville, but just the marketing tactics of brands that specifically market to like teenage girls and kind of the problem with one-size-fits-all and the complexes that that yeah. kind of can lead to. Definitely. I mean, I think
1: that even, like, talking about other teenage girl brands, they all come back to Brandy Melville. I feel like Brandy Melville was an inspiration for all of the Princess Polly's Mm. and... Like Verge Girl or whatever's on. and basically all of the stores that target to our age group right now have taken at least some part of their styles and, I think, kind of sizing ideas and marketing tactics from Brandy Melville. Mm. So, I mean, I started my, I guess time with brandy melville when i was in fifth grade it, I the first time i actually got a brandy melville shirt i ordered like a bunch of them online because i was actually at the time i was hanging out with girls who i think would now be considered like brandy girls they've always fit into the clothes you know they're very like they dress trendy and i was like best friends with all those people in fifth grade and so when they found out about brandy melville they started buying from it i was going to buy from it so i had like all of those graphic t-shirts that they sold that said like I don't know, but but first coffee, coffee, that was really my shirt in sixth grade, but I had like like all of like the ones that people don't even remember, like vintage Brandy doesn't even cut it, this is right when Brandy was starting, it was like I had all of those graphic t-shirts and I wore them to school every day in sixth grade, but the first time that I actually went into a Brandy Melville and saw more than just their graphic shirts was like the day before I went into sixth grade. I met the Jenners there because it was the hottest new place to shop, but yeah, it was at the Topanga Mall, and I went in there, and it's a huge store, despite the fact that the stock was kind of low and they had not a lot of variety in the clothes. It was a couple different cuts, a couple different graphics printed on different types of shirts, and it was the first time that I'd ever seen Brandy Melville skirts, pants, shorts, Things that didn't involve just like a one size fits all T-shirt that at the time I could fit into because I was twelve years old, eleven actually, uh, and you know I think that like that was kind of the first time that I I really noticed clothing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the same for a lot of girls because before that I didn't really I don't you know sense of style isn't even really a thing that yeah. I've kind of have th- been thinking about or really considered that I might have until maybe I was like sixteen. Yeah. I was just kind of wearing whatever. Brandy Melville was kind of, I think, the first store that had a cohesive... Like,
0: a brand recognition aspect right. of it, too. Like, All the when, cool girls Yeah, well, you can tell when someone's wearing something from yeah. there, I feel like. Especially, like, at the time, there were, like, the watermelon shirt. I don't know, like, yeah. the, the daisy shirt. Was that from there? I don't know. Like, things like that that were, like... When you saw them, you knew that they had shopped from the store. Yeah. I even drove down to
1: Newport Beach to go to the John Vault USA, which is where they got all of their graphic t-shirts from. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I drove two hours with my mom just to have, like, the coolest brandy graphics. But, you know, at the time, I don't really think it was, because especially in our age group, it really wasn't about whether or not you could fit into them. I think it was more so whether or not you had, had them. It, yeah. And that was, I guess, kind of an issue that I, I didn't really face <laughs> at the time. But the second that... You stop fitting into the clothes, which for me was right around when I was probably like 13,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not too soon after I had kind of started wearing brandy and relied on it for most of my clothing at the time, or at least for clothing that maybe I didn't like really like on myself, but I knew it would be cool. Yeah, <sighs> or that it, you know, it was like the thing that was people cute. were wearing. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of almost like goes hand in hand with Urban Outfitters. Like mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of us had the same clothes from Urban Outfitters and Brandy Melville. And that's just because it was cool at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: And I mean, I have had like body image issues since I was 13. And so of course it's, it's sort of like a badge of honor if you can fit into Brandy Melville clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was definitely a bigger deal for me when I was 15. And I had already kind of been through my throes with, you know, body image issues, disordered eating. And I was finally at a point where I could fit back into Brandy Melville clothes. And it was like the best feeling in the world because I, for a long time, would go in there and not be able to fit into anything, which I'm sure for literally any person over a size two, they can relate Relate to to that. that, And it's definitely a lot harder to deal with when you're 14 and when you also have a bad relationship with your body and food because you will think everything is a problem with you. Yeah. And I think that kind of the Brandy Melville complex of not fitting into that those clothes and especially kind of fluctuating in and out of fitting into them. Like, right now, I don't fit into them. And I still feel like even though I'm like, screw Brandy Melville, like, I don't want to shop with yeah. them fast fashion type stuff. It's, like, it still kind of sucks. It's nice to know that you can fit into them, even if I don't necessarily want to wear them mm-hmm. or support the business anymore.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that when I, like, could fit into brandy again I became incredibly conscious of my measurements and instead of looking for clothes that fit me or made me feel kind of closer to what I wanted my body to look like I was so attached to being a certain number Mm -hmm. at some point I think I had gotten to have like a 26 inch waist and I would freak out if a pair of jeans like didn't fit me at a 26 waist which is like, that, that changes depending on, like, the jean fit and the jean size, mm. and it was stupid for me to assume that I could fit into every 26 jeans. Sometimes yeah. I was a 24 in jeans, sometimes I was a 28 in jeans, but I would only buy jeans that were a 26 and under because I was scared of being in a, in a bigger category, you know? Even And so if jeans didn't fit me in a 26, I just didn't buy them. I thought it was something wrong with the jeans. Even if I love the leg and I love the cut and I love the length, something was wrong with the jeans... And I, you know, if if I didn't fit into the 26, I just, I couldn't buy into it. And, you know, now, especially after quarantine, like, I freaked out when I realized that I had no jeans that fit me. And I had to buy new jeans and I had to be comfortable with, you know, it's still something that I'm working on because I bought nice jeans, jeans that I like to wear. And it's still kind of, as much as I'm trying to think, like, rationally and not really get into the fact that I don't fit into my 26 jeans or any of my old Brandy Melville clothes. You know, I'm a 27. I don't have, I can't fit into those things. And that shouldn't make me feel sad, but I think the whole Brandy Melville conflicts that a lot of our teenage girls get now kind of just starts these types of issues way too early.
0: Yeah. Um, I also think that, like, the... Uh, a. Like objectiveness of women's sizing is really something that like is really annoying to have because it you can be like a twenty four to a twenty seven like depending on the and like even within like if you're buying Levi's you could be a twenty four in like um like the dad jeans but then be a totally different size in like five o ones yeah so I think that that's also something that's like sizing in general has like that type of like those types of challenges. And the one-size-fits-all nature of brandy clothes is... You also don't know, like, how small the waist is on the jeans you're trying on because it's just, like, small, extra small, medium, large, which I think they only have in, like, a couple styles. Um, But there's definitely, like... You have to be such a specific, like, proportions because both of us are tall, and, like, I think a lot of the pants would get really short on me um, after, like, a certain... like. I also think that Brandy does something really interesting with their marketing, where they don't use actual models, but they use a lot of, like, influencers and YouTubers and stuff like that in order to, um, like, for them to model and wear the clothes. And because of that, they, like, really are able to target at, like, a 12 to 13, like, a preteen and, like, teenage audience because those are the people who are, who, like, have recognition right. of who these people, like, are who are wearing the clothes. Um, and I think that that's also, like, Obviously, if you're, like, a big YouTuber, you're probably fitting into a very specific box of, like, white, pretty, skinny girl, and that's a lot of, like, what you see on their Instagram, and that's a lot of, like, a lot of people are boycotting after um, the resurgence of Black Lives Matter and all that stuff because of the lack of diversity. Yeah, and they haven't addressed it either. Yeah. That's what I've seen. And I think that... Or, like, changed anything. Yeah.
1: And, I mean, I think... I like to think that Gen Z, we look for, I think, morality in a lot of brands, brands, and I think that maybe it'll take a little bit longer for all of Gen Z to kind of get on board with sustainable fashion, but I think that at least a good amount of us can agree that we want a brand that supports social justice, and especially Black Lives Matter right now. And it it should be alarming that they haven't made a statement, or they haven't tried to change anything Mm. with their marketing, or who they're modeling you know, people are, and I don't know, I, I it's, it's hard to break up with Brandy Melville, yeah. and it's something that is, I mean, because, like, it's
0: cute, I'm not going to say it's incredibly affordable, because mm-hmm. you're still paying, like, but it's, like, soft, it's comfortable, right. like, what you're getting from there is really wearable, and it's challenging, because it's, like, if you buy it there, you you know you're probably going to wear it, yeah, and if you fit into it, it's just, yeah. like, it's the best, and, yeah. like, all the clothes are made perfectly for you.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you if you fit into Brandy Melville, which, you know, I think we both have before, yeah. it doesn't really feel like you need to shop anywhere else, yeah. because they have jeans, they have cute shirts, they, they have dresses. skirts. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah, and you can just totally live off of having a Brandy Melville wardrobe if you fit into it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that we also, you know, we can, I guess, not necessarily vote, but... You can vote with our credit cards yeah, and checkbooks, yeah. and you know maybe it can be up to us Gen Z who made Brandy Melville what it is today to, to also take it
0: down.
1: Yeah, but maybe not even like, take it just down. It. About don't just shop there. Don't shop there, or maybe just encourage them to add some sizing, mm-hmm. change up their diversity. It'll always be fast fashion. So if sustainability isn't really something you're looking for, it, you know, yeah. then I don't really know what to do about that, but. I think that even most fast fashion brands, or at least some of them, are addressing Black Lives yeah. Matter, and yeah, I feel like we should look for morality in brands, or l- look for things that we care about right now. And I think that as cute as Brandy Melville can be, and even if there was a time that I used to fit into it, yeah, I still think, is it
0: worth all that? Yeah, like all the problems that it is, like how problematic it is. Yeah. Um, I also think another interesting part of Brandy's tactics is they seem to be using younger and younger models. So I think that the a lot of the like pants and clothes that I have in my closet from freshman year, I don't want to let go of just because I don't want to maybe not be that size anymore. Or I don't want to like have to, I don't know, change the way I view like my body type or whatever. Um, but Brandy doesn't really like grow with you like it's really like once you grow out of it it's really hard to fit back into those clothes ever and like especially they're market like marketing to an audience whose body is like changing a lot and you're growing and everything and so like if you don't have small boobs like the the tops aren't made for you if you still don't have like the as tiny a waist as you had when you were 14 like it's gonna be different and I think that that's something which is like really strange just because a lot of, like, I also think that it uses, like, the body type that it idolizes is very different from, like, the, like, perfect body type of today with, with, like, a, like, a skinny waist and, like, big butt and big boobs or whatever, um, but, like, what, like, Brandy is a very, like, slim figure, kind of, like, 90s Kate Moss, like, waif figure, um, but they don't, like, grow with you, and I think that that's problematic, because it's, like, it, you... When you're, like, growing into your body, you end up hating it because you don't fit into the clothes that, like, you felt like were made for you before.
1: I feel like that's even scarier, too, because at the time that I was 13 and couldn't fit into Brandy at all, Mm -hmm. and I was dying to, it was really only girls that were, I would probably say 16 to 18 that they were posting on their page. And I think that my goal was always to look like them when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And I think that I would, things would have gotten worse much faster had I seen 13 year olds or girls my age when I was between 13 and 15 modeling brandy when I knew that I just couldn't fit into them and Mm. those girls look like that now yeah and I didn't have time to like lose weight or look like them one day Mm. you know and I that's I am worried for this upcoming generation (laughs) and I think kind of how Brandy if they continue the way that they are Mm -hmm. how they could continue damaging girls but I think the sad part too is that like most girls our age have had some sort of negative experience from yeah Brandy Melville and I mean with their Mm -hmm. usage of like teenage girls I think it is like I once again like I said I had friends in like fifth and sixth grade who were definitely Brandy's ideal girls and sometimes I would go shopping with them and I've never seen one, anyone actually, like, get asked to work there. But it's the idea that I really thought that my friends could be asked to work there, mm-hmm. and I never would be. And that's a weird, alienating experience, because we all want to be like the girls that they post on their Instagram. But it's just such a small minority of girls who can actually be who the clothes are made for. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't,
0: you know, I think that we all want to be a brandy girl like no, even if you hate it you yeah. still like it's it's an unavoidable they're also do something that's so interesting in their marketing like they're honestly so like smart with their marketing in the yeah. worst way possible but they have a lot of like the girls who work at brandy like move up in the ranks and then are able to inform on kind of what's trending so like the whole, like, sweater vest, um, like, schoolgirl skirt, like, that yeah. whole thing, that, like, when it came to Pinterest, when it came to Instagram, all that stuff, like, it was, like, Brandy immediately reflected that and started right. producing that trend. And so, like, they're always going to be trendy unless, yeah. I mean... And I mean,
1: like, their style is cute, their fit is cute, but I think another thing that, as I've grown out of Brandy, but also as I've tried other clothing brands... And now that I can't really shop from them at my current size, I'm also realizing that the quality of Brandy clothes isn't great Mm -hmm. and all the money that we're throwing at it. And, I mean, it's fast fashion. They really move it quickly through production. And, I mean, like, I have a plain black T-shirt, which for some reason has, like, little like lace details at the bottom and it's like itchy it doesn't fit right I have a skirt from them and it's like long and it always gets wrinkled and then like the top of it is all frayed and I've only had it for like maybe six months and so it's kind of I don't know like you know I feel like young girls deserve a brand that can actually make clothes with them in mind Mm. Clothes that can last longer, Mm -hmm. but also clothes that don't make them feel like they have to live up to an expectation or change themselves to fit into clothes. Absolutely. Because, I mean, for me personally, I know that, like, every girl is different, and I think that, unfortunately, almost every girl has dealt with some sort of body dysmorphia or Mm -hmm. body image issues, in our generation at least. I was saying that I think that
0: my
1: journey with kind of clothes and how I navigated body image issues, was that I kind of used clothes as a way to help me through it. At times it was my worst enemy because I really did think that either I had to fit into brandy or I really had to wear like crop tops or really tight jeans to show that I had, you know, slim legs or that, you know, I was thin. I had to show that off Or else people would automatically assume that I wasn't that. I know that a lot of girls kind of struggle with using clothes in a completely different way. Where they kind of, you know, wear looser, less form-fitting clothes. In order to, like, hide your figure. Right. And I think the problem was that I was self-conscious if I covered up. And I was just as self-conscious if I kind of wore things that showed people that I was slim. Mm. But at the same time, at least people knew. And I think that that is weird that I had that kind of expectation. Yeah. But... It's kind of, like, with brandy, I don't know, like, it was kind of a similar thing for me where shopping at brandy, it was great because I had crop tops, I could show people that I could fit into brandy, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I felt entirely self-conscious because the clothes didn't fit me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Recently, I heard a quote, and I forget who it's from, but it was, like, the best-looking size is your size. Yeah. Or something along those lines. And I think that it would be great if we could support brands or maybe just try to look for brands. I know it's hard to break up with Brandy, but look for brands that carried our size Mm -hmm. so then we could feel comfortable and look like the clothes were actually made for us.
0: Yeah.
1: And it takes a brand to actually make clothes for other people than just... A very specific
0: demographic. Yeah. I also think that, like, another interesting thing about brandy is like the hiring practices that they I mean it's very cult-ish if you've like ever looked into their hiring practices but I know that like for like quote unquote brand research they have all the girls who work there like they take a photo of their outfit when they come into work which is like very smart way to like pull from the like newest fashions because they don't really have to necessarily wear brandy but they're definitely wearing like stylish things um And I think that, like, that's a really interesting part of it. But I watched a video um, where, like, this Asian girl applied to Brandy Melville, like, six times or something like that and only got, like, admitted with, like, you know, Brandy with, like, quote-unquote more diversity or something like that the last time she did it. And at that point, she was like, I'm just not gonna work here because it's not, like, worth any of it. Um, And I think that Brandy also, like, has another weird facet of, like, the brand in which, like, they're stealing like old like like a lot of the vintage inspired stuff is things that you could find at a thrift store so it's interesting that they're not just like repurposing shirts or things like that um and instead just making like new shirts but that are supposed to like look worn and all that stuff um but I think it's such a like easier alternative than having to go to a goodwill and like go through all the aisles and so it's like really easy for people to just like turn to that yeah um I also think that another interesting piece of the brand is that without like having a logo or anything like that on the clothes you can tell that it's like brandy like I know that the Tilden pant are like The classic, like, stripes down the, like, vertical stripes down the front of the pants. (laughs) Yeah. So those, like, you know that they're from Brandy if you, like, see them. But then also, I know that within, like, our friend group, it's, like, embarrassing if you buy from there. Just because it's so, like, quote-unquote basic. But it's also so easy and so cute. And it looks like you could have thrifted it. So. Yeah. I mean... Like I think the brand recognition of a lot of their graphic tees and tank tops and sweatshirts or whatever has decreased maybe just because of the fear of looking basic, but people still shop from there. Like I like people who I know care about like ethics of brands and stuff like that. Um, just because it's such an easy alternative, and Kylie brought up a really interesting point of, like, th- like uh, do you wanna the Y2K
1: yeah. point? Yeah, I mean I kind of just thinking about brands and how fashion has changed over a little bit, it's kind of interesting to see how, I mean, recently Y2K fashion has kind of made a really big comeback, especially with Depop and thrift stores kind of selling the more wild, like, interesting prints and colors. And brandy is definitely a more, for lack of a better word, basic. Yeah. And it's very 90s inspired and simple. And I think more and more as people become more interested in Y2K fashion, but then also just other fashion trends and maybe pieces that are more unique and interesting and Um, I was going to say that maybe people um, maybe people will kind of stop buying from Brandy just for a style reason. Mm -hmm. It would take a lot for Brandy to change their entire aesthetic yeah and i don't think that they would and so it really it'll depend on the fashion taste of gen z Mm -hmm. moving forward and Mm -hmm. kind of how we choose to dress ourselves yeah but brandy could kind of be like a juicy couture type thing where just kind of the fashions of it just kind of start fading out
0: yeah i also think that like brandy melville girls are more and more being replaced with like depop girls Mm -hmm. And I think that that, like, unique take on fashion and ability to be, like, unique in what you wear and stuff like that has um, become more popular in the past years. Like, I think that, like, wearing something that everyone else has is more of a, like, embarrassing thing now than, like, in, like, maybe when you were in middle school and it was, like, cool to, like, wear the same things as your friends. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's also, like, the tides are changing in the world of fashion, especially around, like ethical thrifting and, like, um, like, sustainable brands or, I mean, depending on what you care about, but you're definitely trying to dress not like everyone else, Mm -hmm. even if you are still sticking to maybe, like, an on-trend, like, wardrobe. Um, and so, yeah, like, I think that Brandy Melville is a really, like, complex issue and, like, just the fact that a brand like that can exist and people still buy from it, like, despite it being one-size-fits-all is still something that, like, um, needs to change but I think that like there's obviously a, like an ability for that to be shifted by where we put our money. And... Yeah and it'll take time but I really think that
1: we'll I think that will age out of Brandy mm-hmm. and I hope that the younger I mean, girl you do eventually. Yeah you that... do <laughs> it won't fit you after a while I think it like once you pass maybe 19 it yeah. just it literally there's is no not made for women's bodies. Yeah. And so once you're out of the 13 to 19 age range Mm -hmm. you know you won't really be a customer for them anymore but I really hope that as sustainability and having brands with strong moral standings and ones that can you know I think that that'll hopefully be the theme of the next generation and maybe looking into thrifting you know looking to buy pre-loved clothes and I think Having a more unique and personal style, I hope that that's kind of something that the younger generations adapt to. Yeah. It's really big on TikTok, and that kind of seems <laughs> to be their, their you know, fashion inspiration at the moment. So hopefully, they can kind of learn from that mm-hmm. and then see how maybe they shouldn't be supporting fast fashion because it's really it's up to them.
0: Yeah,
1: and you know, we're the reason why these brands have become what they've become, yeah. and we're also the ones that can change things yeah. So we can look to support. Other. small businesses sustainable brands you know thrifting mm-hmm. so you know and hopefully it's it's not just for the you know benefit of the earth or you know the benefit of small businesses
0: yeah but also the consumers of the clothes themselves because yeah obviously like the i mean i'm i'm sure that this has been a problem for past generations but the amount of girls who like hate some part of their body at least obviously this isn't all attributed to brandy malbo but like growing up into clothes that maybe don't fit you exactly how you want them to, like, trying to fit into a size that doesn't fit you anymore is, like, really detrimental to the way that you see your body and the way that you see yourself. Um, And so just for, like, the well-being and mental health of, like, younger girls, I would urge them to stop, like, projecting their self-worth onto the clothes that fit them yeah. or the size of how great are. would it have
1: been if we would have maybe looked for clothes yeah. that were made for our size yeah. when you're 12 and 13 and 14 and actually maybe grown up helping you're using clothes as a reason to, to make ourselves feel better about the way mm-hmm. we looked as opposed to the main thing that yeah. gave us insecurities yeah. and maybe something or made us feel like we needed to change at such a young age when mm-hmm. a lot of things were out of our control and yeah I mean like if we, yeah, just, I think things would have been easier if we were to buy from companies that made clothes for us and not just for a very
0: specific Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways, thank you for listening to today's episode of Why Fashion Matters. I hope you enjoyed our amazing guest star (laughs) and, um, hope to see you next time.